Are you seeking more energy, inspiration, wisdom? If so, you're not alone. Each episode is a glimpse into the live discussions we're creating at TogetherWeSeek.online. I'm JJ Geronimo, a lightworker and curious soul, interviewing some amazing practitioners and lightworkers to explore inspiration and ancient wisdom with the goal of illuminating our knowing, brightening our path, and further manifesting our work. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be joining you this week with my friend, Julia. She is not only is she a spiritual teacher, but she's a reader and she's a healer. And I have had the fortunate opportunity of sitting down with her a few weeks ago to do a reading. And I will tell you that it was magical. Not only did she get all of my energy working and running and clearing out stuff that was blocking me that I can still feel today, but she brought some wisdom to the forefront that I was ready for. And I just really appreciate, Julia, that you're going to be spending this time and talking a little bit about your journey. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's great to be here, JJ. Thank you. And I love you're producing a book, which, you know, I'm thrilled of healers and like workers writing books that I'm going to be working on getting more people uh, sharing their books in 2024 and beyond. But your book title is very similar to the title of the session. So sensitivity as strength. Can we just dive into what that means? Yes. Well, I grew up really highly sensitive. That wasn't a term at the time. I probably would have been put on some drugs or something. (laughs) Um, But the core message of the book right now, my working title is Sensitivity as a Strength, Your Path to Spiritual Awakening. And the core message I want for people in the book is having sensitivities to others is not a liability or a sentence to a lonely life spent in avoidance or holding back. It's a new door opening to your purpose and a guiding light to a powerful, thriving life. And this is what I've learned along the way is when I grew up feeling everything around me, not only on a feeling level, but I realized much later, I was picking things up on a thought level too. Mm -hmm. I knew what people were thinking, but I thought, doesn't everyone? (laughs) Isn't that obvious? And it was much later coming into clairvoyant training that I learned that you don't have to be less than or beholden or, or pull yourself away from situations that might be highly emotional or um, more targeted towards higher levels of emotion that normally if somebody's highly sensitive or empathic and walks into an environment, let's use a funeral, for example. This was one of the hardest ones for me as a young child going into a funeral and I'm feeling everything. So I'm feeling everybody's grief. I think probably the first one was my grandmother whom I'm named for. And, you know, she lived a great life and that was, she did it like, well done, grandma, you know, (laughs) you done good. (laughs) But I walked into that room where everyone was in grief and I didn't know it. I was feeling their grief. So a whole room full of people's grief along with my own, which was probably this much, this much grief. I can totally handle 50 people's more grief. Not so much. So I didn't learn until much later that that can be adjusted and it takes practice. And you and I were just chatting about this earlier that 
it does take practice like anything. You want to get better at golf, you practice. You want to get better at singing, you practice. Get better at drumming, which I love, you practice. You can't just take a weekend workshop and call it good. <laughs> yes. And I think a lot of people, people I've had on the show, just when I started, I think of somebody I had that was like, did not realize like this highly sensitive being that that was not normal. And just as you said, I'm highly sensitive too. When I come home from an event, it takes me two hours to wind down. I just, even though I've learned different strategies, I just think my whole psyche just has to settle. And even though I ground and put the light of you know, the Lord around me before I leave, I still just, my body and energy and engine takes a while to just let that all release. Let me give you an example. I have my advanced healer group called Practical Healing, Bringing Your Spiritual Tools to Life. They take prerequisites and then they get in the healer class. The other day, we're doing a reading and healing practice on a live person that they didn't know. So this was kind of new for some of them. Many of them, you have to realize, are naturally what uh, Mr. Rogers would call the helpers of the world. You know, we're magnets for people that need help because we have that ability to help. We want to, but you got to get the skills, you know, to practice again. And so my, my advanced class, they're practicing some skills. They're reading this person who really is going through quite a lot in her life. And the student comes in, she's in a good space, you know, doing whatever. And I said, so, so-and-so, what are you experiencing? And uh, she starts talking about, I see this energy, I see that. And, but I, my body is in pain, my low back hurts, and I'm feeling all this worry and uh, kind of like freaking out. I said, were you feeling that way before class? She said, no. <laughs> I said, okay, <laughs> check a couple things. Let's check where you are, center of head, pull your energy back, you're out in the energy where the energy is vibrating, first mm -hmm. of all. And then let's adjust one of the chakras here it's flared out like a dolphin pinging in the area and pinging everything out and bringing it back to, it's like gathering data. How are you feeling? Let me go gather that data and come back. And so to me, it's, it's a language thing here. You talk about empaths and it's not so much she's wanting to absorb it. She's matching it like a string vibrating. And it's, it has to do with certain chakras. And I said, well, adjust that chakra as we've practiced before, within two minutes, said, where where are you now? She said, I can't find the pain. The pain's not there. I said, great, where's the worry? It wasn't my worry, exactly. <laughs> so That's beautiful. Technical. There's technical things that we can do. Yes, and I love that. And we talked about that during our session is about bringing, you know, I thought of Star Wars and Princess Leia. That's what yeah. came to me when you were talking about bringing it back behind your eyes, because I too live right here, I feel like. And yeah. of course, I too am highly sensitive. So I can pick up things from across the room when people walk into a room, sitting at the valet. You know, my husband's like, how do you know this? I'm like, I just do. I don't know. It just, you know, and then of course, like many of us, people tell us are, you know, even when you're not looking, they tell you things you don't even need to know about, but then you're in it with them. <laughs> so I do like the idea of pulling ourselves back into our, yeah. essentially behind our eyes, behind our third eye, almost triangulating back here. It's really true. There's a sweet spot in there. 
And people will find that when they start doing this training, if your awareness pops out, which exactly, we're on our computer, our awareness is out there. If we're teaching like you in front of a group, your awareness is probably out there trying to monitor where they are. There's there's better ways to do that just technically so you don't bring all their enthusiasm home and now I can't sleep. (laughs) So we talk a lot in this training about is your awareness out in front of you? For some people, it might be behind them. I'm working some things out in the past and the idea that once mm-hmm. I work them out in the past, then I can be here. But we, if, we, if our energy is always back there, then we're never here. Likewise, for people that it's easy to leave the body and uh, a therapist might say disassociate. When I look, they just popped out. <laughs> the owner of the body, the spirit, the soul that they are, the consciousness, the awareness, whatever terms we want to use, has popped out. Something unexpected or scary or whatever has happened, or something that like just, I don't want to look at that. I want to go where it's happy and free. So they just float up maybe five feet. If it's something startling, they might go up 15 feet. Usually they're in sight, you know, to see what's going on. But center of a head, that's a really important tool. And there is a specific Mm. place there, kind of back behind the eyes, not too far back, because that's where what we call the analyzer, which is that place that we've taken classes, we've stored knowledge. um, uh, You know, we've remembered things, read books, and all of that. That's a different place in the head. So yeah, there's there's kind of different uh, technical locations in there. But for some, some people too, though, strong leader, for example. A strong leader has a really powerful solar plexus, third chakra, that's used for leadership, for holding space, for guiding people. But it can also be used against us in sensitivity. If we're sensitive to something and power, that power goes out towards it. Now that sensitivity is amplified. I experienced that for myself. And uh, so that's another thing that can happen for sensitives. Also for the solar plexus and where it's located there and the the energy center below, which is where we feel, it can disrupt digestion for many Mm. people. You go, why are sensitive people having so many digestive problems? It's the way that energy is running. and, And if you think about, I've accidentally picked up people's Emotional energy in the room. Let's go back to the funeral. If I'm at a funeral and I've picked up people's emotional energy in the room, male worry, female grief, uh, male grief, all that's foreign energy to my body. And if it's sitting there in my belly, I can't digest anything. (laughs) It's a whole bunch of other people's energy. So it's their life circumstances. They're working on things and I just need to flush it out. Right. And reset. Well, I love this because I think a lot of women, you know, men too, but I work with a lot of women. So that's my viewpoint, but are sensitive. They don't maybe know it, but they're storing energy of all these other people in their body from what you're saying. And a lot of them are leaders in their own right, right? They're leaders from in their work, their leaders in their home, their leaders in their community. And I love the idea that the crystal says she has so many digestive issues and she, you know, is a leader in so many ways. So I feel like this is resonating that so many people that I'm connected to are storing energy of other people. 
Yeah, it's true. You, my teacher talked about this ad nauseum. <laughs> like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. You know, for for decades, I hear you, <laughs> and it always surprises me. I can still do this too, but I know how to change it real quick. Just like the student in class, she's not brand new, but I've seen even people with thirty years training. Uh, you know, we can naturally fall into that, but you can change it really quickly too. You don't have to carry that for 10 years or two years or whatever. You can make adjustments here. And the, and the first is to recognize, is that actually my worry that I'm feeling? It's a vibration. And when you look clairvoyantly, you know, here's an energy over here. It's gray in color and it's somebody's really worried about their home, something on the property or something. That's not, that's not mine clearly, you know, and you can start to see it, um, this training teaches you how to actually see the energy. Once you see it, you're senior to it. You can clear it and just let it go, flush it down the grounding cord. Yes, yes, that makes a lot of sense. Well, Julia, I would like for you to share a little bit about the work that you do. So I'm a clairvoyant spiritual development coach, and I have classes from online classes. The first class people usually like to take is called Powerful Resets for Sensitive People. It's a six module class, but you also get two dedicated private sessions, private coaching sessions with me. And this one's really helpful for people who feel sensitive, whether you're a strong leader or you feel like I, I can't get out there in the world. That's a really good start. Uh, the next class after that is the Clairvoyant Basics, bringing your opening your natural spiritual superpowers. That one moves really quickly. It's a four module video produced course as well, and also includes two private sessions with me. Once you've done the clairvoyant basics, you can get into my live Zooms called the Practical Healer. For those that work with other people, it's really mostly about how we manage our own energy. So when we're working with other people, whether it's a business situation or any kind of spiritual work, the energy in the room is is really critical. How we how we manage that energy and how we ma maintain our own health and welfare. Great for like therapists or massage therapists, somatic healers, um, any any kind of people that work with others. End of life care, all that sort of thing. Then I also do professional readings and I have healing packages. So if somebody's working on multiple things, they could um, maybe choose the uh, healing package. That is perfect. That is perfect. And I think for many of us, I think we get to points in our spirituality where we get to a point that we can't really level up or clean out or sometimes we just feel alone. I think for many of us women and spiritual leaders, men and women, it's just sometimes not always as straightforward as we want it to be. And having some guidance and some groups and opportunities, I think is so helpful. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. It's one of my best joys is helping other healers stay tuned up so you can keep helping other people. It's really important right now. All healers on deck, but have some skills. So you don't have burnout. Right. All healers on deck and let's avoid the burnout. Cause we all know, and I know Crystal's on too, like that there's, it's just a lot. It's a lot going on. We've been preparing for this for years uh, of what is going to coming and what is, and what is ahead. So I'm super excited to have you on and have you as a resource for so many people in my network that classify themselves as a healer 
for are just highly sensitive and are looking for new tools to really better move through their life. Because I don't think a lot of people think about, is this my energy? Do I need to be holding this? How do I really get more grounded and back in my body? As you talk about so much, so many people are living to the right, left, up, down, and not like in the human vessel that we chose to come down and live through. Yeah, I was talking with a woman who really wanted to go to even just a Christmas party with her husband and felt like I'm too sensitive. I'm feeling everybody's stuff, even though it's a party, I can't go. We did a couple of adjustments. She learned some skills and she, they're into it. They're they're just like, they love the techniques and they're kind of closet spiritual people out there in the world, you know, which is great. She went to the party and she said, not only did I go, I felt powerful in my own ability to know, kind of turn it on and off if I want and go, oh, I, I know what's going on with that uh, person over there, but I don't have to run out of the room because I'm feeling it. I can just see and know it without feeling it. And that's one of the big things we work on too, is the ability to feel energy is the first one to oft, often open up. So you can dial that down and then move up to seeing and knowing what's going on. So you don't have to feel it to gather the same information, but you have a lot more expanded knowledge when you see what's going on with the person rather than feel what's going on. Okay. That person's angry. Now I'm angry. Okay, now we're both angry. We haven't moved forward, you know, out of that. But if I can stay up, up in the seeing and knowing, then I can help bring that person up out of that, you know. I love that. I love that because I do think when I talk to a lot of folks, they're feeling, they're feeling, they're feeling. And so how do you shift that? Just that awareness so that you have more control of how you move through life, whether or not you define yourself as a healer or not. It's just the first, often the first ability to wake up. We're all going there, remembering we're we're in different curriculums. You know, this is interesting too because sometimes I'll see wives that are really getting into um, uh, spiritual stuff, and they've got a husband they think is not into it. And I look at him and I go, "Oh, he's already done it. <laughs> yeah. That guy's already done it, but he's working on some other curriculum this lifetime." Mm. So you never know, you know, what people are working on. Um, but yeah, let, let letting people be in different curriculums. We're all going to have stuff open up. It's the natural progression of humanity right now. And we, like you said, we are smack dab in the middle of it. It's not down the road. It did, you know, we are full on. It's happening today. <laughs> mm, so I the love more that. we can I love that. More we can so, control that in, in our own space, have our own power then the, the the happier and the more uh, we can offer assistance to others. Yeah, I think that's where exactly where I wanted to go. So when we think about sensitivity, I often think, as we mentioned really early on, that this is almost a weakness. I can't go. It's yeah. too much. So sensitivity as strength, as you're writing about right now, do you feel like we're all sensitive and can turn that into strength or that only a percentage of us are sensitive? Let's reframe sensitive to psychic. So Ooh, we're going to go there, right? Sure. Because psychic, it, the definition of the soul, we're all breathing. We have a soul. If you think about, uh, let's use the story of a near death. There's prevalent, you can turn on another YouTube channel and see people are dying and coming back every day. And they come back with this similar story. I'm on the gurney, I here on the gurney. And then all of a sudden I 
am on the ceiling looking at my body. They're two different spaces, right? And the the what we're going through, and and so they're teaching us. Oh, we're more than the body. We're more than our desires. Our desires. I want ice cream. I want, uh, uh, you know, whatever I want <laughs> on the desire nature of the body. There, um, we're more than that. When people talk about being on the ceiling, looking down at their body, they're they're complete. They're whole. They're not desiring. And so the step we're going through is becoming more that person on the ceiling, the higher self driving the body. That's the step we're going through. So that psychic part of the soul, that's the part on the ceiling. We're accessing and becoming more of that in the body versus being the body trying to aspire to something, the different spaces. So that's, that's what this training does is put the higher self in the driver's seat, accessing mm -hmm. the ability to see, know, and hear truth. That's clear audience, hearing. I'm pointing to the chakra that that function is. Seeing, clear, clairvoyance, clear seeing, clear cognizance, clear knowing on the seventh chakra. These are all natural built in, just like you got lungs built in. We got a heart, it's built in equipment. Sometimes we have stuff in the way. They might be a fear. Maybe people saw something as a kid and a parent went, you didn't see that. that. That is not there. And you love the parent and you go, okay, I'm not seeing anything ever again. <laughs> so there's lots yeah. of reasons we can have stuff in the way, but it's natural. It's, it's opening up. And that's one of the first places it opens. It's very visceral. I'm really feeling that. There's no denying it. I can deny that that thought that I had the other day that I, I thought my friend was going through this, but I, I dismissed it. We can dismiss those, but you can't deny when you're feeling things in your body. No, you can't. And I think it just keeps us, especially anyone listening, like, check in. What are you feeling, right? What are you feeling first? Do you feel? Are you aware? Where are you living? Are you living in front, in back? Have you stepped out? I think there's just so much of what's happening around us that we're not really in because we're just so busy being somewhere else. Yes, absolutely. Being right here right now is that center of headspace. And that's where you get the downloads. What should I do with my life? Be right here to hear it, see it, know it, that next mm. choice. And do you have an easy trick to almost like fold yourself back, almost like one of those old time can openers where you roll it back to get yourself into the space that's just behind your eyes? You could start just tapping at the temples on either side mm -hmm. and bring your awareness right back behind your physical eyeballs and maybe back just a little bit kind of a, above your ears and then be the awareness there and see mm -hmm. if see if you don't get like a little tingle in your feet or a shift in awareness and you can kind of wiggle yourself around a little bit until everything goes still. When we're out in that chaos of the world, then I, we feel that. And But it's so much a part of every day, we don't realize it. When you come back and you find that sweet spot, ah, everything kind of quiets down. Then I ask a question of the universe and I go, how do I help this person? Should I take this job? Should I uh, date that person and get the answer? I felt that. I felt like uh, a little bit of calmness. When I moved my body, when I moved my energy back here, like it just the the static, yeah, kind of evaporated, and I just felt it back there. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot of calm the mind techniques. 
Um, this definitely does that because a lot of the mind chatter and stuff is what you're hearing, feeling, seeing, knowing of other people's. Mm. And when you're a big antenna, like I am, and I didn't realize for a long time because I was picking up things on a telepathy level. I didn't learn that until much later, what people are thinking. I would walk in a room and I would know what they're thinking. They might be saying something else. This was a great thing about training in the South. <laughs> They'll tell you something polite, but you know they think you're an idiot. <laughs> it was my early telepathy training. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't know. I, I have kind of a broadband that I'm aware of on a telepathy level. So if I have that broadband, then I'm picking up people's thoughts. I, I can expand it out for the neighborhood, for the county or whatever, if I want to, or I can bring it in and go, I just want to be right here right yeah. now. If I'm feeling all of that though, that would be like loud static. Oh gosh, this is so good. I mean, we could talk for three hours, in my opinion. I feel like we just touched the tip of the iceberg. So for those of you that are interested, uh, the links are below of how to reach out to Julia and you can connect with her directly on all the links below. And I am positive she will be back again. So Julia, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, JJ. And that's a wrap. See you again here and over at togetherweseek.online where you can join live discussions with energy practitioners, healers, and spiritual leaders. See you there.